what was unbelievable was week one of the finals last week. Outstanding, Croft. Good morning to you, mate. Yeah, good morning. That was just uh, out of this world. Uh, set a very high bar moving forward because every game was exceptional. And um, and just, you know, right to the, the final siren. So, um, yeah, we've got another couple of crackers this week, which would be awesome too. What was the performance, the team performance, that really stood out for you out of the four winners? Oh, well, you can make a case for all of them. You know, Brisbane were the underdogs. And they lost their ruckman in the very first minute of the game, which is a disaster, really, because uh, they didn't really have much of a backup. So they had to change the way that they went about it. And then you've got Geelong just finding a way to win um, after dominating the second half of the season. Um, and then you got Fremantle, who looked like they were just, well, looked like they didn't turn up. And then all of a sudden, they got on a roll. And then uh, away they went. And then you got the Swans, mm. who the heart. They, they, I tell you what, the Swans do. They they play accountable football. They sort of go back to the olden days where they make the good players accountable on the opposition. They put some time and effort into them, but then they work both ways. And it's just they leave it all out there. And I tell you what, they, they have to be favourites pretty much from here because you know they got the SCG. A prelim next week, they'll take on Collingwood or Fremantle, who are coming off another big game, obviously, this weekend. And, you know, even if they happen to take Geelong on at the MCG, that's not Geelong's home ground. You know, it's a big advantage for them to play um, down in Geelong. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Everything seems to be leaning towards the Swans to... uh, have a bit of premiership glory, but it's definitely not over yet. Definitely yeah. not over. Amazing, Croft. We probably just answered my question. I was again, all of Sydney want to see the Swans go on and win the flag, but I, I wanted to know through your experience and knowledge, are they a serious contender? But you reckon they're the favourites? Well, they they have to be close to the favourites. Geelong deserve to be the favourites, but you would think next week. Um, they should be winning, you know, whoever they're playing. Um, although we know finals, and especially prelims, don't often, you know, they're always the toughest matches for some reason. I don't know why. If it's fatigue, you know, right to the end of the year and just trying to find another level to get yourself into that grand final. But the, the improvement this year has been huge. The last couple of years with the Swans, they played all the young kids. They deliberately gave them exposure to play against at the AFL level, but playing on good players and learning more about themselves. And the real question mark coming into this final series was, would their academy kids and their young you know, kids who have been fantastic all year, would they stand up in finals? Uh, they are made of the good stuff. They're, they're the players that you want on your list going forward for the next 10 years for sure. So that's been proven now. So absolutely do they deserve to be definitely one of the favourites um, for the premiership now. Tell you who I felt happy for last weekend, Croft, was Gary Rowan. I mean, he's got plenty of criticism about his performances in finals football in the lead-up to that game against Collingwood last weekend. But, geez, I thought he handled himself terrifically well and came up with a crucial play right at the end there. Yeah, and, and you know, he, he was a good player at the Swans and then he'd been at the Cats and he's been a good contributor there. But... What happens in the position he plays, you can go missing at times, especially in that forward line, depending on how the ball's coming in, which, once again, I blame the midfielders. But, um, <laughs> you know, but what you can control is your efforts. And he's in that team to harass the opposition, to, you know, use his blinding speed. And, um, yeah, it was great to see him, you know, stand up because there was a lot of critics and 
coming for him and saying, you know, he shouldn't probably play because he's not made for finals or whatever, but he's certainly proven wrong. But um, the great challenge for him is just put that effort in, that same effort, and have that same consistency. It doesn't matter if you're kicking all the goals. It's just doing all those team things to help you actually get the ball through your goals. So, um, yeah, it was it was very well done. But, hey, uh, I'll tell you what, Friday night, Melbourne-Brisbane Lions, this is massive because don't forget we had the Dane Zorko, Harrison Peddard mm. situation with a sledge match where, you know, Harrison Peddard ended up in tears. And the Melbourne players won't forget that. Uh, the Lions were shocking. They were horrendous because um, that was the opportunity to go top four. They were playing at home. And I don't know what happened. They just did not turn up. But last week we saw the real Lions. They're definitely capable of matching um, the Demons. So this is going to have a bit in it, this match. It's going to be on. Players don't forget those things very quickly. And you've got Petrarca, who's got a hairline fracture. Um, and he's got a calf that's got a big cork in it as well. So all of a sudden, that's a real key to the Demons. You take Petrarca or Oliver or Gorn out of that midfield, all of a sudden you reconsider where Melbourne are at and whether or not they're capable of winning the flag. So it's going to be interesting to see because Christian Petrarca is going to be probably, I don't know, 70%, maybe 60%. He's still going to contribute more than the 22nd person on the list. So, you know, is it going to be enough to help the Demons continue on? So that, for me, is very intriguing. And I've never played with a broken leg before or a little fracture. Um, although I was capable, you know, mentally capable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a running game. Like you, and, and he's an explosive animal. The way he powers out of the packs, um, the way that he, he keeps his feet when he's got opposition tackling him, he twists, he turns, um, he, he uses his explosive power to get that space. He's not going to get that this week. You can't tell me you can still perform at the same level with a, a fractured leg and, and a severe cork in your calf. You just can't. So that's an intriguing match. That's a must-watch match on Friday night because the Demon, uh, the Lions will be wanting to actually show because they were shattered. They were absolutely shattered. Um, they couldn't really put a finger on what went wrong. So they'll be wanting to go, nah, we're going to show everyone what we're capable of. So we've got match on Friday night, which will be awesome. Dollar thirty-five Melbourne, Brisbane three dollars twenty-five, Collingwood a dollar fifty-two, Fremantle two dollars fifty-five with tab. So it sounds like you're not envisaging an upset though out of those two matches. Well, I tell you what, Frio don't discount Frio because they're a real defensive unit. The way their mindset and that's what's got them into the finals and kept them winning throughout the year. And I reckon the last time they played Collingwood, I think they wiped them. Um, I think they really did clean the floor. So they'll come over with a lot of confidence that they can definitely match them. Um, and what we saw in the, the second, third and fourth quarter against the Bulldogs was what they're capable of doing. They just apply pressure. They're just in your face. The opposition have got no space, no time to make decisions or go in the direction they want to go. So I wouldn't discount Freo. That for me is a real, you know, Collingwood obviously, you know, was super against the Cats. But it's a different opposition. The Cats give you a chance. They sort of play, you do your bit, we'll do our bit. Whereas Frio go, no, nah, we, uh, we're just going to stop some of the good players. We'll just do the sort of Sydney blue-collar workers. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd have a little something on Frio, just maybe at the line, just to be able to match Collingwood for the majority. 
I reckon the Players Association would have knocked on Gil McLaughlin's door yesterday, Crawford, and looking for an increase in wages after a record broadcasting rights deal. He's done well, and he, he said that um, he celebrated by going get a, getting a Suvalaki at 5.30 in the morning, but he, he drove all over Melbourne, couldn't find one. Um, all he wanted was chicken with um, garlic sauce, Suvalaki, you know, so that's how you do. Uh, that's how you do a big deal. That's how you celebrate it, is it? <laughs> what happened to the wheat mix at 5.30? Think about a few well, bit of toast. Yeah, well, the scrambled eggs. Yeah. Were, but um, I think they all had a bit of an all-nighter trying to make sure that could get done. I think he had a bit of a hissy fit in the meantime. Um, and then he said, no, nah, do you know what? I need a souvlaki. So, um, no, well done to Gil. It's, uh, it's a great effort. And, um, yeah, now the Players Association, well, their eyes will light up. The players will be knocking on the door of the Players Association saying, listen, <laughs> you need to make sure we're getting a good deal out of this. So, What's well, their current percentage, the AFL players? Oh, that's a very good question. Got no idea. Okay. Um, what would it be, about 12 mil, 13 mil salary cap, Krull? Something like that. Salary cap, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. down there. But um, but they'll be right from a marketing point of view, from promotion of the game, you know. So the AFL always spin it that they're spending money in the communities and so forth. But footy in the country areas is dying. So, you know, I'd like someone to do an audit on that and tell us exactly what's really going on. But, um, you know, so there's a bit of work to be done. And I think that's Gil's next challenge. He's got to work with the PA. He's got to... Uh, you know, get on top of that um, and try and come out with a solution where everyone's happy uh, moving forward. And, you know, I think in these situations, it's it's not about being greedy. You know, everyone needs money to live, but it's about making sure the game's really strong and and moving forward and developing. And I just, you know, I see it in country areas. It, it needs a huge lift. It needs, it needs a lot of uh, people involved in, you know, who are, donating all their time, um, you know, into their local clubs. But um, if the AFL can somehow tip in a little bit of money just to get behind all of these, you know, little clubs to keep them alive and keep them going, I think that's certainly going to help. Here, here, and I think that should happen in most sports oh, too, to in say, the bush. Sounds like other codes we I, talk I'll about. I'll tell you what, we've got, uh, we got an issue with the Swans, though. The, um, the Swans, if they make the grand final, they're going to have to make a decision about Josh Kennedy. So Josh Kennedy, uh, an absolute great of the Sydney Swans. He's the most contested footballer ever uh, from the Swans. I think he's won the most contested football ever in the competition. Uh, and he's just a, a ripping person. He was, you know, he was the captain. He he's just loved by all. And he's had hamstring issues. Um, he did a hamstring trying to come back a few weeks ago. Anyway, he'll be he'll be almost ready to go. But you know what? What do you do? You you probably can't play him. Um, but I tell you what, watch this story. It's going to develop into a bit of a hurricane, I reckon, because you'll get a bit of support from the supporters. But you know, it's a it's a hard call. You've done a couple of hamstrings this year. You probably got to go with the side that's been getting it done during the finals and. That for me is a bit of a watch, but he's uh, he's a superstar, and you know, no matter if he's in or not, he'll he'll be 100 percent behind the team because that's the type of guy he is. Great stuff, Croft. Enjoy the weekend. Sorry, see you later, boy.